So the cool thing with a loyalty program and a sports team is the fans sign up and they actually want to do this and they actually want to give their data because they're getting points for that. They're getting loyalty points. They're spending that on cool experiences or upgrading their tickets. So they're really getting something for it. Hello and welcome to the Phoebe Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Cameron, and today we are very pleased to be joined by Jonathan Ducing, fan maker. Jonathan and I will be talking about the recent announcement of the partnership between Phoebe and FanMaker, which we're very excited about, and what our joint offering means for the sports industry. Not to put words in your mouth, Jonathan, but uh, Jonathan is the uh, CEO and founder of uh, FanMaker, one of the top loyalty and rewards platforms for collegiate and pro sports. FanMaker's powerful season ticket holder and fan rewards apps help clubs reward and engage their fans across all of their key touch points 365 days a year. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ian. Glad to be here. Great to have you. So Jonathan, I've just got a few uh, questions for you today and we're going to we're going to jump right in. First off, can you tell us a bit about Fanmaker's history and how and why you started the company? Sure. Yeah. So um Fanmaker is about 15 years old now, almost 16, and it actually started very differently. My business partner and I, somebody I grew up with back from third grade, Jason, we had done some marketing for some various things. And uh, I had worked in sports a bit as a graphic designer. And we were asked to do some videos and some things that um, we had, I had been doing you know, independently for the university I was working for. And then um, one thing led to another and we're like, there might be a business here. So we started selling TV commercials and intro videos and those kinds of things to uh, to different teams. And then very quickly started doing websites because I'm a very technical person. So we did a lot of custom websites, uh, Facebook games and things back when that was a thing. And then uh, we developed different software throughout the years. And about seven or eight years ago, we did a rewards program for Baylor University, actually for RG3, his um, Heisman campaign. And it worked really well to, I think we created 15, 16 million impressions on social media for him in a very short period of time using rewards. It went really well. And then it that just took off like gangbusters. And then next thing you know, like we were still selling commercials, but the software was really taking off. And honestly, that's where we wanted to be. We wanted to be more of a tech company and, and do less creative. And so then over the years, we stopped doing the creative work and we focused just on rewards. At that point, we renamed the company FanMaker, which was a much better name than our original one, which I'll spare you. And the rest is history. So from there, we've grown to work with hundreds of teams at this point. That's amazing. So uh, really interesting to me that you actually got started in the creative side, but you've now ended up kind of on the technical side. Yeah, a little bit more comfortable for you and, and certainly... Uh, um, with everything that, that you're doing around data, there's some great synergies there. Mm -hmm. But I think the um, starting creative really has informed like all the unique and interesting ways we can capture data, you know, and, and build our, out our rewards programs. So we understand like fan engagement maybe a little more than most because we spent a decade doing it before we did software. Absolutely. So uh, I guess you could say that your your goals for FanMaker have maybe changed a little bit since, you know, when, when you started it in, in the very beginning and, and, and now you've sort of shifted over to the, to the full loyalty platform. Yeah, definitely. We really want to be the best there is in this niche and just focus, you know, completely on athletics, uh, live events, just things in that, in that small area. So our goal is to just expand, expand, expand. Okay, that's great. But speaking of that, 
Can you give us a few reasons why you believe you've been successful, so successful in, in this space? Sure. One thing is we don't really nickel and dime people. So like our entire what we call fan maker, quote unquote, software has a million different features that we've built for NFL teams on down to teams that have a thousand students using the platform. And as we have built it out, we've just added it to the platform. So we're not like, hey, this is an extra this much a year, etc. So every quarter, there's some new major feature rolling out and it's expanding. And, and those features are really customer driven. So we have a lot of really great customers, really great sports teams that we work with that have cool ideas. And then when those ideas become really important, uh, or maybe multiple teams mention them or something, we build that out into the system and then it just makes everything greater. So uh, at this point, like someone coming on board, uh, FanMaker does so many more things than even just rewards. And so it's, it's really, really comprehensive. I think that's made us very different in the marketplace. That's very cool. And I think that brings up a really good point, actually, like looking at the the great balance that you've got across all the different leagues uh, that you work with, uh, NCAA, NHL, NBA, uh, baseball, NFL, and even uh, PBR Rodeo, you seem to have built a sort of a, a league agnostic application. I mean, what do you think has been that, that, that key to success across so many different sports? Yeah, that's interesting. We did start out a lot in NCAA because we had so many connections there from all of our creative work. And that has has been interesting because the marketplace there, everything there is, is very different. It's very attendance driven, a little less revenue driven. And then we were lucky to have a couple of initial professional sports teams come on board. I think one of the earliest ones was the Minnesota Wild, which is uh, right down the street from where we are, NHL team. And we just tried to be really flexible. So we learned a lot from from them and built out all these features that a pro team would need. And then we've just, you know, grew a couple more teams in the NHL. Then we had a major league or then we had an NBA team come on board and we built out some features that made sense for them, too. So honestly, it's just because we're just really responsive to our clients. It's been easy to move around. Um, the different leagues. And now it's very nice because we have teams in every league, every major league um, in the United States. And so, uh, you know, so now it's a lot easier to to continue to expand into, into those leagues. Yeah, that's great. Are there any sort of, you know, similarities or differences across the leagues that, that you've seen that, you know, you've had to kind of support something here, but maybe not over here? Well, okay. So, Everybody wants more attendance. Everybody wants people to come out to the games, right? And so that is the great unifier of these types of things. And that that goes beyond sports, right? So any kind of live event. So we definitely spend a lot of time in doing whatever we can, um, tips and tricks and things that uh, can get the fans to, to come out, either to buy more tickets to more games or just use the tickets that they have, right? So that's where our expertise in the NCAA, I think, has turned out really well because a lot of times people have tickets and they don't come. So we so we had to spend a lot of time like figuring out how do we get people to actually come. And I think that's really important part of a of a loyalty program. So that's definitely the great unifier of all the leagues and all teams, big and small. In the professional sports teams market, it's definitely more of a focus on revenue, which we enjoy because um, the data that we create is huge for creating and maintaining, retaining, I should say, revenue. 
So there's much more to that, more analytics and, and reports and things and, and analysis of the data that we're capturing. And then from a loyalty perspective, the professionals are, are definitely more, you know, they're, they're generally making money. Like if you buy another beer, the team actually makes money. Whereas in the NCAA, most of that is, is uh, kind of guarantees that are already sold. So one more beer isn't going to make any difference to the team. Or if, if they even have beer, that's a bad example. But yeah, so that's that's really interesting. So um, I would say in the professional market, really a focus on on revenue driven things, and then across all sports teams, just you know attendance, attendance, attendance. Right. Very interesting. I, I think one of the things you mentioned there were, uh, about data and you know just the sheer amount of data and the connection to you know to revenue is really interesting. Obviously, back in in two thousand eleven, you know Moneyball. Uh, the movie came out, which sort of really changed the way that teams operated and, and began to approach data. With shows like Moneyball and, and sort of, you know, the recent shift and craze around data, what do you think really is, is the importance of data in, in, in today's sports world? Well, so fundamentally what we try to do is capture and then reward every interaction a fan has with the team and over the years especially with social media and everything else that's happened the amount of ways that a fan engages with the team or or has contact with the team just has grown a lot and so if you record all of that you've instantly got a big data problem and you've got you know tons of of cool data points so so yeah it's just been really important so basically the main thing with data so i mean everything is capturing data right but most of it is like without your consent or without you really wanting to do that. So the cool thing with a loyalty program and a sports team is the fans sign up and they actually want to do this and they actually want to give their data because they're getting points for that. They're getting loyalty points. They're spending that on cool experiences or upgrading their tickets or or buying, you know, food and beverage or something like that. So they're really getting something for us. So they're, they're willing to give us a lot of data. So we have you know, really detailed attendance information, like where did you go before the game? What time did you get to the game? Where did you walk around the arena? How long were you in your seats versus in the state, you know, in the arena? When did you leave? Where did you go afterwards? You know, where did you park? Which bar did you go to? Did you stay at a hotel down the street? Like we're capturing all of that around your attendance, you know, then of course, like, what did you buy? You know, what was your favorite food over the course of a season? Uh, What merchandise did you buy? What have you bought online from the team? What social media things maybe have you interacted with? There's just like, you know, you can really paint a huge, a really great profile of a fan. And that could be a casual fan, someone who just walks in with their, you know, for a couple of games and you can get enough information around them to maybe target them better when you're trying to upgrade them into a flex plan or season ticket. Or it could be a season ticket holder and you're capturing all this data to analyze changes in that so you can predict that they maybe their satisfaction level has gone down and you need to intervene with them before renewals start and you find and you and you hear the bad news or you can find all these different opportunities like i mentioned with the favorite food we have a lot of clients that will monitor you know, we can tell them what the person's favorite food, what their favorite drink is. It's like on our little dashboard because they buy these nachos more often or something like that at a game. So the their season ticket holder rep can look up what their favorite food is. They can use our information too to determine are they in the stadium or did just somebody scan their tickets? So it's like, you know, are they here? And then they can even see like where they are right now, but that's a whole nother thing. But most of the time they would go like down to their seats, bring them some nachos. 
and you know say hey thanks for being a season ticket holder we have clients that do that all the time and it's just a real like amazing thing and that those are the kind of cool experiences very disney-like moments that you can get when you're capturing all this data and and you know putting some analysis to it no that's very cool and uh, obviously uh, you know for us at phoby we're absolutely a you know a, a very data-centric company and and we've always been focused on sort of real-time data automation and, uh, you know, the various things that we do to help, you know, our customers with segmentation and engagement and, you know, in that that side of the business. So obviously there's, and, and creating those true, you know, one-on-one personalized interactions, which is exactly what you were just talking about there, uh, under, you know, being able to segment and, and personalize uh, the offers that you're pushing out to people. And now obviously with the, you know, the connection into the, um, the Phoebe Wallet Pass, we've got the opportunity, you know, the season's pass holders, maybe you want to do that in person, but you know, now we've got the opportunity to be able to push out uh, notifications, you know, through the wallet passes to the different segments, depending on, you know, yet what it is they like to eat or what it is they like to drink uh, or, or, or that side of things as well. And, and, and it creates a whole nother touch point and, 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 and set of data points to, you know, to put into the mix as well. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, the hard part about all this is just analyzing all that data and doing it quickly enough that it's usable. Right. Um, so we, we, or, you know, we do. We try to do a really good job of capturing that as much as possible, and then feeding it into you know systems like yourself, so that you can really analyze that. But the amount of data that a loyalty program can capture is huge <laughs> compared to you know what you would have without it. Uh, without it, you've got just you know thousands of people buying foods and drinks and and merchandise and tickets, and you don't even know who they are. You know, so exactly, and that's you know that it's it's closing that loop. And basically being able to, you know, tie transactions to actual people and whether they're members or customers or, you know, or, or whatnot for that. Uh, and then being able to, you know, track attribution, complete customer lifetime value. I mean, that's the holy grail uh, of marketing. So absolutely, that's, you know, that, that's amazing. And the wallet pass, like, obviously plays really, really big into that, you know, as a, as a, as a one of the perfect ways to actually capture, like, the who is buying what. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's a lot lighter, you know, than an app and it's, you know, it's easier for, for people to just, you know, if they're just looking to scan their, you know, their, uh, their reward, whether it's, you know, when they're buying merchandise or, you know, food and beverage or, you know, wherever at the parking lot, yeah, it's a very, you know, light and easy way for them to, uh, you know, be able to check in and, and register that transaction so that they get all of their loyalty points from, uh, from the team and from FanMaker. Yeah, I mean, the good point is, yeah, as, as light and kind of automatic as you can make it, the better. Like people will go in and check their points and spend them and look at things like that. But on game day, there's a lot going on. So if you can monitor, you know, the things I was mentioning, like in the background while they're just walking in and then they could just use their pass while they already have it up and they're not having to like get into the mindset and the deepness of an app, you know, during the game the better, the better yet, uh, you know, for you to be able to capture more data that way because it's effortless. Well, absolutely. And especially because using geolocation and, you know, even the beacons that, you know, I know that you've put into, you know, the various stadiums, we can actually pop the wallet pass up to the front of their lock screen. So that it's just, it's, it's just such a great user experience and, and, and so easy. So yeah, absolutely. That's, I think that's going to be huge moving forward. But speaking about data, uh, you know, and, and obviously it's very, very important for your side of fence and loyalty and all the different touch points and, and pulling it in. But how how data centric are the various teams and, and, and leagues now? Well, I would say all the teams definitely want to be capturing as much data as possible. Maybe half of them are analyzing it anywhere close to what they want to be analyzing it. Right. 
And, uh, you know, the other half are probably like looking at it every once, you know, once a year or something and then send a report up the, up the staff. <laughs> so it's some of it's aspirational, right? But that's how everything starts. Like, you know, you, you know what you need to do, you know, what you want to do, you want to capture all this data. You want to be able to, to, to analyze like on a, you know, customer basis, like what their satisfaction level is and what there are, you know, how much money they're putting into the team and all that. But, uh, but yeah, it takes, it takes partners and, you know, putting together, real systems to to actually analyze all of this and make sense of it because at the end of the day you do want it to be you know like a dashboard and automation like you know you do want like emails to fire off and and text messages and all that kind of stuff not necessarily like relying on someone to look through a giant report once a week and make sense of it so there's a lot of things you know that you need to like connect and put together but i think you know partners like phoby like um you guys you know do a good job i think of guiding teams through something like that so from my experience i think a lot of teams have a need for for that a lot of them are just uh, they they just hope that they'll you know figure out what what to use this data for someday so but they can use it now absolutely and and i think you know the, the two things we've sort of been talking about here that that are i think key for you know for a lot of the teams one is segmentation and personalization it's making sure that you're pushing you know the right offers out to the right people at the right time and and again you know that real time you know the power of real time uh and and to your point can't have somebody there sort of you know hitting buttons all the time uh there's got to be that level of automation that i think both you know your solution and our solution now together bring uh, some really you know exciting opportunities to 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 offer that segmentation and personalization in real time with that automation that uh, you know that we bring we're very excited about that and i guess just talking a little bit maybe more about you know maybe the data silos you know that a lot of the teams have because we found that when you know when we've started working with some of the uh, some of the teams that we work with got CRM systems you've got POS systems you've got ticketing systems you've got merchandise you've got parking food and beverage uh, you know a lot of them don't a lot of these different systems don't talk to each other very well because they're very sort of customer purpose built so how does our the, the fanmaker and, and phoby sort of combined solution how do you think that helps sort of solve this uh, this issue for for some of the organizations out there yeah it's an interesting thing um, very common for this data to be very siloed. What we mostly integrate with is point of sale systems and ticketing. And even when we just pull all that in and show it on the same screen, like it definitely blows people's minds. <laughs> and that's like nothing, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely not something everybody is doing. I think, you know, together, like I said, we have work. So as a loyalty program, we're capturing data from all of those different places um, because we're trying to use it as a lever something that can be worth more points or less points um you know to drive traffic in one of those ways so even something as simple as parking well if you park here you get double points or you get points and if you park here you don't get any points you know simple stuff like that so we're just trying to pull in as much of that as possible and then through our apis and integrations with partners like you you know we're able to pump that out in real time and then you guys can de-silo that you know <laughs> um but sometimes yeah it's just as simple as like is is uh with you know someone using their loyalty card or their wallet when they're making the purchase and that's putting their name on that purchase so you've got that information and then now that you have that well you already have their name on their tickets and you got their name on their parking and their name on their merchandise purchases and then you just kind of glue it all back together and then you have a real profile of of an individual that you can do a lot with 
So, uh, yeah, I think that's the whole point of what we're trying to do together is to not is to uh, get everything out of the silos and put it all together. Absolutely. And then being able to act on it and actually pushing notifications out, encouraging people to, you know, to do the things that whether it's a pro team that wants to generate additional revenue or if it's a college team that wants to increase attendance, it's really using that engagement to, to drive those behaviors that, uh, that they're looking to achieve. Cool. So I think we've talked a lot about kind of what, what you do and, 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 you know, where FanMaker is really focused on right now. What big thing or sort of what, what, what's next in, in the future of sports innovation from your perspective as sort of heading up FanMaker? Oh boy. Well, I'm no Oracle, but I, <laughs> I think what, I, what I'm seeing, and I think what we'll continue to see is a trend towards, um, more people coming to less games so instead of your core season ticket holders who come to every single game i think we'll see way more flex plans and single tickets i think you'll be able to have more fans engaged with the team but not committing to being there in hockey 44 times a year or or uh, baseball don't even get me started right uh, so they, they already see it. I think people have a lot of experiences they want to have in life right now. And people are pretty active. They also have busy schedules. And so I think they'll be coming and going. So I think that makes it a great opportunity for people who analyze data um, and, and, and capture it to get those people that are coming three or four games and try to get them, you know, to eight or 10 games. But I think the days of the I'm just going to purchase a whole season or nothing is 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 out the window. But the good thing is a lot of people back then like they it was a whole season or nothing or a whole season or one game. And now they're able to or, or you know people are excited I think to come to five or six games and watch the rest on TV and that might be how they want to engage with the team. And they could be a super fan, but that's, you know. So with that opportunity of having just, I think, more people and that are actually fans of the team, finding them and capturing what they're doing with the team. So you can kind of, you know, analyze that and build different targets and stuff is really important. But that's that's my theory. <laughs> Okay. No, that's great. And I think it also points out, you know, quite a good opportunity for, for FanMaker because obviously you're tracking not just who's buying tickets and, you know, and then going to the game, but you're also giving people loyalty points for watching the games from home and, you know, different behaviors uh, from, from that side of things. So where, where do you see like some of the, you've sort of mentioned maybe less going to see the games in person, maybe a little more watching from home. What other sort of loyalty touch points are, are, are you seeing sort of becoming more on, on the rise? Mm. Well, um, probably like engaging with the team. So not necessarily like following them on social media, but actually like posting about the team, you know, sharing your experience of going to a game, those kinds of things. I see, you know, an uptick in that. And that just might be people just really excited to share that they're out and about and doing cool things. But we can we can latch onto that with 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 the loyalty program and use that as a as a good way to to get in. That's that's really what we do. It's like if we're able if we're tracking everything that a fan can interact with the team, even like fifty fifty raffles and other things that are happening, you know, in the arena, 
any of those can become an entry point. It's not necessarily that when they go, let's say they want to see their picture up on the video board because you know they're showing some fan photos right so like they may upload the fan photo like through our we have a thing called crowd cameo inside of fan maker they may upload it that way they see the picture up there oh i can also be a rewards member and continue to earn points for this photo and other things in the future like we don't really care which way that you come in whether it's you know point of sale or 50 50 raffle or parking or whatever like we we think we can convert you to to a rewards member and then uh, and then expand our contact with you. Okay, that's great. Well, that's everything for uh, today. Uh, Jonathan, I want to thank you uh, so much for uh, joining us on the Phobia Insider podcast today. And thank you so much for uh, all of your very insightful comments and answers to all of our uh, questions. Yeah, thank you. Really great questions. I'm, I'm definitely excited to, uh, to do more together. It's um, a great opportunity. Like I said, there's a lot going on right now in data. Absolutely. Yeah, we're really excited to, uh, to get this partnership going as well. So uh, thanks again, and we'll be uh, talking soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Phoebe Insider Podcast, the place to stay connected to everything Phoebe. Subscribe now for all new episodes and all the latest news. Thanks.